Hey everybody, it's James Tiley and Jojo. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm all alone. Johnny's not here. Johnny's not here. But I do have Sean out. And we know Sean from our website, teamblockchain.net. Sean and I, we're the guys that are behind the scenes. We're the ones who really run Team Block. Don't tell Johnny. He's not here to correct us. But uh, Sean, you, uh, you have the same certified Bitcoin uh, certificate that I do. I noticed that. So uh, we are definitely one and the same over there. And you wrote an article for us about the, uh, what I would like to say, the, the core fundamentals, digital assets, and how the heck do we keep them? How do we move them? So you wrote all about wallets. That's, that's the, uh, you are the guest for this particular uh, internal show. Hey, James, thank you so much for the introduction and great to be back. And ind- indeed, uh, looking after your digital asset because uh, when you accumulate, when everyone accumulates the stuff, you got to put it somewhere, right? I, you know, I used to put my money under my mattress and now I, I can't do that because it's not real money, right? It's fake money. Yeah, some would say, right? I mean, some how fake say. is fake? <laughs> I could buy I could buy breakfast with my fake money. So something is definitely going on. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So we so you you were talking about uh basically you started off with the wallet, right? The difference between a hard wallet and a soft wallet, hot wallet, cold wallet. And, but to somebody who's brand new, they they might even ask, why do you call it a wallet? What's it's not a wallet. Yeah, I, I guess it's uh, the best analogy you can have for someone entering the crypto world because it really is, um, I guess, just a digital device or even if you go back to fundamentals, it's just pen and paper, right? Because it's, without getting too technical, as you probably know, it's just storing a crypto address and then the assets are linked to that address but and this is a bit of a rabbit hole as well because what really is a bitcoin address right i mean it's basically uh, 251 uh, 256 ones and zeros right and of course all of this is handled for you in the software you don't have to worry about this but once you get the address you've got to hold it somewhere and as we talked earlier you could really go back to pen and paper and store your crypto assets with pen and paper, or you could get one of these uh, smart devices, either uh, something physical or even the most popular thing nowadays are mobile wallets on your cell phone, right? You go to Android, go to Apple Play Store and download a crypto wallet, set it up, and then you're ready to go. I'm Yeah, I so I use the, the mobile apps mostly for, you know, when I'm shopping for big ticket items like cars or bacon and eggs. But... But I use the um, the sort yeah like Trust Wallet, MetaMask. You know they're mobile, they're mobile apps. I've told people in the past that it's like a window to the blockchain. What do you think about that? Because you don't. I think you are alluding to it, right? You don't physically hold the digital asset. You're holding access to it. Is that fair? Yeah, that's 100% correct, actually, because uh, even though when you log into your mobile wallet, you see a balance, 
right? Like five Bitcoins, if you're so lucky, or a hundred Bitcoins. Um, it's not actually on your cell phone, right? So if you lose your cell phone, there you haven't really lost the Bitcoins, um, in fact, right? Because it's a window to the blockchain because that's where the Bitcoins or the crypto assets are actually being stored. Obviously, with lots of technology, it's um, it's all publicly available for people to see the balance linked to an address, but they don't know who it belongs to, right? And if you do lose your phone, you can. Uh, there are techniques on how you can restore it and recover it. You want to do it quickly as well, and then make sure you resecure if you do lose them. The the super secret, powerful, omnipotent seed phrase or private yes yeah exactly now do you do you have a method of madness in terms of so how do you do it without giving away anything i i used to try to memorize my seed phrases but when they went to they went from 12 they used to be 12 remember now everybody's got just 24 words and I'm like, yeah. you know what, man? I'm not remembering 24 random words. <laughs> so, if yeah. we, right, if we lose these, that's where your problem be- starts. You can't. Gone forever, right? That's when it's gone forever. So, have you ever given advice to people about, A, how important that part is, and then maybe B, how do you make it so that it's so important that you never ever lose it? Yeah, it's it can be tricky and it can be scary, right? Because as we mentioned, if you lose it, it's gone forever. So um, you can't stress how important it is, right? Not to lose it, to look after it. And then people ask, well, how do I do that? And there are lots of different techniques. There's lots of advice on the internet, such as, um, you know, from people saying write it on a piece of paper and laminating it, putting it in a plastic bag to make it waterproof. Um, you can actually buy things online where um, each character is like a, a, a metal jigsaw and you actually make, you you build up the, the seed phrase with these metal characters. And then once you've done that, you can store it maybe in a safe. You can put it, um, you know, uh, at a, at a, you can store it anywhere you want, right? As long as it's safe. But then there's another idea that people have talked about where if someone gets hold of your private keys, then you've got those 24 words right there. So people have talked about splitting those words, giving every second word to a second party or storing it in a different location so that if you if someone does access your seed phrase, they've only got half, right? So that's another concept as well. It's like the two long lost twin brothers and they have the, <laughs> the necklace with the broken heart. Yes. And they yes. can finally meet somewhere in like Paris and join the two hearts together. And you have your seed words. Yeah. Congratulations. You're a billionaire. Exactly. So I don't want to, so I'm this guy, right? And I don't, I don't even trust myself. I don't, I don't know nothing about this new fancy technology your Google machines and all that. And, uh, and I'm a slob, so I'm not going to keep my metal seed frayed words everywhere. You wrote about another option, which would be custodial, right? Mm. Mm. 
tell me a little bit about yeah. um how do I yeah let's see how do I know if that's the route that I want to go and and why why should I why shouldn't I yeah so back in the early days it was all about individuals self sovereignty and owning your your money right and looking after it and of course as we talked about it can be quite nerve-wracking especially if you're holding a lot and you lose a seed phrase you lose everything so the custody option which has been growing in popularity right in the last 5 years or so um, particularly because these financial institutions become more regulated they've got insurance as well so with the rise in popularity you can think of it almost like your traditional bank where these financial institutions uh, custody or look after the crypto for you right and the way to tell is uh, if you don't hold the the seed phrase or the super secret password if you don't know that then those crypto assets are not yours and as we talked earlier a very popular phrase in the crypto space is your keys your coins not your keys not your coins and the keys are referring to the private keys aka the seed phrase and if you don't own them then uh, someone else does and they're actually looking after the assets for you yeah and that uh that's that popular right this, not your keys not your crypto and then so if you log into like uh, you know I use Coinbase over here in America because Coinbase is connected to our banks and our our Visa debit cards and I'm like you said, I'm older, right? I've been in this game for a while. So I'm that guy that wants the full control, whether it's mm. a mobile wallet or my engraved seed words for my savings account. But I got to use Coinbase, right? If I, if I want to trade or if I want to use my Visa debit card, I got to use Coinbase. So yep. that's someone that I would trust after I did some research, right, and I, I decided that they're big enough, they're insured a little bit. They're not insured in America for much. I do believe in, in countries that have a little bit more progress, like Australia and Europe, uh, they have much more security. In America, not so much. In America, your, your USD is insured. But the crypto... They really, they really got you with the uh, not your keys, that your crypto. Mm, mm. I think it's considered legally; it's considered theirs. But it is. Got it. I, but I think you're right for people that are getting their feet wet because they're going to have to learn. They're, they're going to want to learn, right? Your next door neighbor's playing with Doge, right? <laughs> Shiba Inu and Elon Musk is going to tweet. And, you know, your next door neighbors be like, I want to do this. I want to have some fun. Right. We're not talking about $30,000 Bitcoin. We're talking about eight one hundredths of a penny with Shiba Inu. So maybe your confidence goes up a little bit. I'll lose an eighth of a penny. I don't want to lose a dollar, but I'll risk a dime. And then, yeah, I guess I would say that I slowly become a little bit more trusting of these uh provi- we've heard bad stories right Remember, was it mount gox we've heard but that was early on as well mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you, you're exactly right in terms of trying things out slowly. Uh, another popular saying in the industry is only uh, only spend or invest what you can afford to lose, right? I mean, particularly if you're just a beginner, uh, jumping onto these exchanges is a great way to learn. Coinbase, uh, you know, Binance is a very popular one, one of the biggest in the world. And then even local exchanges uh, in your country, for example, might give you more confidence. I mean, I know uh, in New Zealand, uh, Easy Crypto, for example, I mean, no relation to them at all, but uh, they're very popular because they are local and they're available in the local currency and you can get support, et cetera. But yeah, the, the local uh, exchange that you have, buy a buy some crypto and then you can leave it on the exchange if you want, do a bit of trading, sell, buy, get familiar. And then as your confidence grows and hopefully maybe you're, you're pulling in the millions, then you can uh, move them off the exchange and put them in uh, another form of storage as we talked about. I think I liked how you summed up also, you, you're alluding to that. You're like, you know, a thousand dollars of crypto could be a lot of money to one guy and then nothing to another guy. So it's, it's really, <laughs> yeah. What are you comfortable with? My mom, it's all relative, to, right? Right. My mom used to go to Atlantic city, drop 250, 500 bucks right on a roulette table. And I'd be like, you're out of your mind. That's like my paycheck, you know, but you know, leave it to your mom. Yeah. You know, she, she earned that. She's going to go gamble. So I would say, yeah, just because you got one guy, throwing out thousands of dollars for Dogecoin because Elon Musk tweeted, you you go 50 bucks, go 10 bucks, right? You get mm. the feel for it. And that's what yeah, about the, uh, ex- I, yeah, the exchanges, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I know it may seem quite daunting to people. I mean, when I first started, because, you know, we all had to start from somewhere, right? Um, you just got to get your hands dirty and just try and experience and and a big uh, something i'm really keen on is learn by doing right instead of just talking about it or reading about it just do it just go through the process you know take a picture of yourself with your id card you know because that's usually the process now to get on exchanges and then when you get a bit more confident then you know maybe download a software all on your cell phone that's the easiest transfer a little bit um I always like to in the in my old days and even now sometimes I always transfer a little bit first to make sure the trans, uh, the transaction goes through and I've got the right address even though I know it's probably right I always it's just a habit just to do the first test transfer I don't know if you've done that in the past James I you know I do a, I have a very controversial thing I'm a fan of copy and paste and <laughs> you want to cuz it's a ridiculous address right zero x mm. and a million digits and so i'll copy it command c command v and then people tell me what if you got a copy paste bug i'm like mm, oh my god yeah. one more thing to worry about yeah always copy and paste and what i do is usually triple check you know you scan the last couple of digits i even uh put the two addresses side by side almost just to do another quick scan i mean because you don't want us into the wrong address. I don't recall ever doing that. I'm, but I'm, but I'm lucky. I acknowledge that I'd be lucky if I never did that. But you, yeah, you're right. You, you look four times. Does it end in the letter Z? 
does it have a number three in it? Okay, I see the three. It's got to be yeah. okay. It's got to be okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. I'm clicking send. Because it's then you realize that it's money. You're giving money away. Yeah, yeah. There's there's numerous articles on Reddit, on the internet, of people sending it to the wrong address, and it's so painful. <laughs> Coinbase in America was famous for that for years. You were sending anything to your Coinbase address, and they were like, don't do that. We can't get it out for you. Only recently <laughs> they, they figured out a way, but there's there's addresses out there with holding God knows what could be worth a lot mm. of money right now. Yeah, and one thing I, I don't think people um, may realize is that you can't stop a transaction uh, from uh, receiving it to an address, right? I mean, uh, if I own an address and you want to donate me one Bitcoin, James, that, which is very nice of you, if you ever did, I can't deny it, right? If you have my address and you hit send, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Johnny, when you pay me enough to give away a Bitcoin, I'm giving one to Sean. <laughs> right, but you're right, but that's the purpose. So that's one of your, where you go all the way back, one of the core purposes of, of crypto is that, you know, it's immutable. So if it's immutable, it, once once and done, that's it. There's no refunds. There's no going back. Mm. And yeah. there's a lot of times where people could say that's a negative thing. But at the same time, I don't know about you, but I've had some bad experiences on like auctions, right? Right. Like sold an item and I shipped <laughs> out my item. And then the guy goes and reverses the charge. He gets yeah. my item and he gets his money back. It's like, what a scam. So with crypto, you really can't. Once you send the money, is that's it. There's no, no going back. Yeah. Sean, I, and, and, I think and, this was a good convo. Definitely a good article. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, thanks, and it's uh, one of those important fundamental concepts on the uh, the pathway to crypto realization. I, one of the things that we are probably guilty of here is not trying to explain it as simple as possible like just start with a wallet and start with four cents and learn how to give your friend three of those four. once you figure it out next mm. thing you know you're rocking and rolling yeah and you're preaching to your your friends your grandma as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had my mom yeah my mom yelled at so she went to buy bitcoin real quick and the bank denied it so she called my mom's 75 years old. She calls the bank and she goes, I'm trying to buy Bitcoin. And and the guy goes, well, we don't know who that is. So we, uh, we stopped it. She goes, you're in a bank. You don't know what Bitcoin is. She was so, <laughs> and you know, you, now you're, you're a 35 year old bank manager, but a senior citizen yelling at you because you don't know what Bitcoin is. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, go home. That's a YouTube you, you're moment. done. Right. <laughs> You are yeah, yeah. done. Time to go home. So, how do uh, they read this article on the first week of May? Then we run this. We run this. We're a little late, but uh, how do they get a hold of you? That's what Johnny does. He goes, "How do they get a hold of you if they want to ask you questions <laughs> about your article or or send you Bitcoin?" Apparently, that's the new thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feel free to uh, hook me up on Twitter, Sean.au. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, 
You can uh, contact Team Blockchain. You can visit my blog at talkcrypto.org. Lots of different ways nowadays. Uh, just a quick search. You should should be able to get me. Actually, you got me right there. I'm I'm the idiot. You go to teamblockchain.net. You go all the way down to the bottom, and you're sitting there right next to me. There we go. <laughs> that, I think it's Twitter and LinkedIn right there. With the uh, that's how you do it. Perfect. Well, Sean. I think we could do this more often without you. We don't need Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> you're fired. I'm going to find a Donald Trump, you're fired thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Great. thank you before I turn this off. And we're going to we're gonna go out to uh, everybody else. Every week, you go to teamblockchain.net. You can get the... Uh, oh, wait. What does Johnny say? Johnny says, um, Substack. You want to sign up for the newsletter at... So good of a job I'm doing. Digital bytes <laughs> dot, <laughs> digital bytes dot substack. No. No, I'm right. I'm right. Womp womp. Digital bytes dot substack dot net. Sign up for the newsletter. Read about all the stuff that we post and we talk about. Then you could go to wherever your favorite podcast is. iHeart, Google, Stitcher, uh, Cyber.fm is where I'd like you to go. And you could hear the, the interviews about the articles that were the week before. So if you're hearing this one now, that means that you've already read Sean's article on Substack. So with that, I'm going to say thank you, Sean. You and I will do this again one time without Johnny. Maybe we'll make it a ritual. And then uh, Johnny will be back next week with an all-new Digital Bytes. Awesome. Thank you so much, James. 